Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, welcome to Six Weeks of Fitness, episode 148. Thank you so much for tuning in. What if you found out that after all of the years you spent exercising and dieting and not seeing results, that your approach to exercise and dieting was all wrong? Well, my next guest, celebrity fitness trainer and author Phil Katadal, believes that 70% of us are exercising and dieting the wrong way and should exercise and diet based on the needs of our specific body types. In his book, Just Your Type, The Ultimate Guide to Eating and Training Right for Your Body, Phil explains the three body types along with the best exercise and nutrition programs for each body type. Now what if Phil is right and all you have to do is structure your exercise and nutrition program according to your body type in order to achieve your fitness goals? In this interview, Phil will explain the three body types and how you can determine what body type you have so that you can structure the best workout and nutrition plan for your fitness goals. I am such a fan of this type of training, so I am offering a free copy of Phil's book to the first four people who, after listening to the podcast, share their thoughts about Phil's message. Training according to your body type may be just what you need to lose weight, build muscle, and get into the best shape of your life. Phil Katadal is a National Academy of Sports Medicine certified personal trainer, nutrition expert, and celebrity fitness instructor based in Los Angeles, California. He recently celebrated the launch of his first book, Just Your Type, The Ultimate Guide to Eating and Training Right for Your Body, a comprehensive and essential plan for matching diet and fitness regimens to different body types to achieve physical wellness. Celebrity clients he's worked with include Alan Ruck, Emily Deschanel, Sarah Shahi, Van Jones, Steve Howie, just to name a few. And here today on my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast to discuss his book, which is based on his belief that about 70% of people are exercising and dieting the wrong way based on the needs of their specific bodies. Let's welcome Phil Catanel. Phil, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. How uh, how do I get a good announcer voice like you? That's my first question. <laughs> you're too. <laughs> no, my answer is you're too kind. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me today. Oh, ben. definitely. Now, but be- before we discuss your book, just your type, the ultimate guide to eating and training right for your body, let's talk a little about you, Phil. Sure. I know you're based in L.A., but where did Phil grow up, and and who or what attracted you to a career in fitness? Yeah, um, great questions, of course. So I'm actually originally from Montreal, um, from Canada. So I grew up um, French-Canadian. My dad is from Quebec, and my mom is British, so a little half and half. And um, we were actually always a a very healthy family, but I actually had leukemia as a kid. I had cancer from age three to eight for five years. Yeah, and uh, and I'm the baby of four siblings, and then... My father ended up getting lung cancer and passing away when I was 11. Oh. He was 45, and he was like a marathoner and a bodybuilder. Um, 
so after he passed away, it kind of just like even further instilled in, in my mom and the, us four siblings, just the idea that life is beautiful and precious and short. And you never know, you could be like my dad. He'd never smoked, never drank, healthiest guy, and then just get a rare lung cancer or something like that. So we just, uh, it kind of just became part of all of our lifestyles. We would cook together. We would work out. My sisters were both on the Canadian national swim team. My brother and I took to more bodybuilding and weightlifting. Nice. So um, I did I did college and I studied politics and languages and grad school. And, you know, I kept trying to get out of fitness, if you will, even though it was always what <laughs> I did. I was just like, no, you know, you're, you're supposed to go to business and I'm supposed to be uh, an academic and all these right. things. And no matter how many times I tried to escape it, um, it was it's the thing I love the most. I just I love helping people feel healthy and happy and fit physically and also uh, emotionally exercise was a big part of what got my family through the the hard times of losing my father and having something to keep us going and have goals and so it's kind of it, it was almost inescapable that fitness kind of shaped my life so I just kind of once I dove in and went with it well you know here I am today it all it all worked out with a bunch of hard work and uh, some good fortune oh most definitely are your family are your siblings your mom are they still in Canada <laughs> they are all over. So my, uh, I have a sister in Atlanta um, and my mom lives there. They have like a big house uh, and a guest house situation. And she's married to an actor. Really? Um, they have three kids. Yep. And then my other sister is married also with three kids. She lives in Flagstaff, Arizona, and her husband is a, a world-renowned Ironman and triathlete. Really? Huh. Um, yeah. And actually... <laughs> very relevant and current, but he just got diagnosed with an extraordinarily rare cancer. He's one of 12 in the world who has it last week. So our family's going through that right now. He's 35. Yeah, he qualified for the Olympics and now he has this crazy thing. So apparently cancer is a, a family thing, but he's fighting it. He's doing well. Uh, and then my brother lives in Dubai and he is also a very uh, kind of globally renowned trainer who's worked with celebrities and been all over. So Kind of uh, all, all my family are still uh, fitness junkies and or married to fit people and uh, we're spread out. Yeah, so I'm the only one in L.A. at this point. What a foundation. What a story. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, never a boring day for our oh, family. Most definitely. Now, you yourself, Phil, you're not just a trainer, okay? You are a celebrity trainer, right? So that kind of <laughs> puts you up there on the, on the mountain a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, we'd like to say that. People are always like, what does that even mean? But I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun to, it does It does sound cool. Yeah, yeah. but do you, do you like training on celebrities? I do. You know, here's the thing. Um, celebrities are just people too, right? right? And uh, I don't think I have noticed any numerical correlation or difference. I, the same amount of celebrities are awesome people as are jerks, as are normal people who are awesome people or jerks. Yes. Um, <laughs> And so, uh, you know, people are just people and they have different goals. Of course, uh, transformations with celebrities, a lot of times uh, people see these things in magazines and they're just like, oh, how is that possible? And there's not really any secret. It's just that when you have a role for a TV show or a movie coming up and you have to look a certain way, and of course you have the, the financial means to be able to do it, to have your food prepared and all of that, um, it does make it a little bit easier. There's basically no excuses, right? Because for the average person affording a trainer and a nutrition and uh, expert and all of these things, it, it adds up. So 
it is really fun. But the the truth of the matter is, even though I have trained and do train celebrities, when they book a role, they're gone. <laughs> they're gone for three months to uh, to a year, right? So the hope is. I get them in shape, I get them ready, but then I lose that client for however long the project goes on for. So the majority of my main clients are still normal people. I have teachers and lawyers and dentists and accountants, and uh, they're kind of like my 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. normal people that I've had. I mean, I've had some of them since my first week in L.A. They've been loyal, amazing clients. So without them, um, I wouldn't have been able to build up my career I actually got my first celebrity client by training a hairdresser who happened to be the hairdresser of Emily Bichanel. And he's like, Oh, Emily would love you. And I've lost 10 pounds. And so you just, you never know. And, um, the work was, of course, as I said, cancer has affected my family. So try and work with make a wish foundation and offer community service and just, you know, being involved, helping people as people have helped me and my family for years and years when we've dealt with sickness, trying to pay it forward. And, it's just, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, I get to work with people from all walks of life. But yeah, I would be lying if, if it didn't say it was cool and fun to work with celebrities. It is pretty awesome to see behind the scenes and, and get to know them as real yes. people. Yes, that's awesome. Now, we're living in strange times, just to put it mildly, right? <laughs> right. Very strange. Yes. But prior to the pandemic, were you training most of your clients in their homes or in the gym? Um. So I would say it was about 50, 50. Um, I, I work out of a private studio in West Hollywood that my friend Rob owns, um, called retrofit and great small studio, only trainers with clients and I have celebrity clients. Um, my preference is that we could get a better workup just because the, the array of equipment and all of the space and things we can use. So I would always push for that, but of course, some of them, they have, time constraints or privacy or just simply not wanting to be seen and you know which i totally understand but i would say it worked out to be about 50 50 some of them loved coming and working out and of course other trainers there also had celebrity clients um there's this netflix show called lucifer that has become like this sensation the whole cast trains there and they're the nicest people and everyone's you know he would talk to everyone and get shakes for the everybody's like, hey you know so uh it's just it really would depend uh, on the person so and house calls are fun, but they're they're very time consuming. Because if I have to go to someone's house, it would take up the space of two or three clients um, by driving and having to go to Malibu or Santa Monica as opposed to at the studio. So we kind of just play it by ear. But of course, now that it's Corona, it's pretty much all house calls. I'm all going to houses, or I built a little gym in my backyard outside and have people come to my house since everything's shut oh, down okay. here. So I, I wanted to ask you now that everything is shut down. So you you're still training your clients. Yes. Yeah, so I actually, I got coronavirus really? um, about six. Yeah, I got it about six weeks ago. Um, I was actually, I was going to do a fitness job. I booked a, a job for iFit for NordaTrack. They have like the, the machines with all the trainer guided yes. programs. And so I do some of their running videos and I had booked this new strength training series. And I was very excited in that I got there on the first day. And I just started feeling oh, wow, like I have a fever and I have a cough and I'm like, I never get sick. This is weird. And so, of course, the production crew was very small, closed set. Everything was safe. They took our temperatures. We had masks. Like they took all the precautions. So my bet is I must have got it on the plane ride or in the airport or something. But uh, went in and I tested positive and I was like, ah, crap. So, of course, they shut wow. down the shoot 
And here am I apologizing profusely. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. I had been tested before I left in LA because my wife is pregnant and has asthma. So we've been super safe and doing everything by the book, you know, but, um, yeah, so I ended up getting it. But in a good way, um, I, I got tested again. I have all the antibodies. So actually, people feel safe training with me since I can't transmit that's it anymore. Yeah. So that's it kind of worked out. That's good. Um, and, I, and I got it. Yeah, and I got it in a different state. I had to quarantine in Utah for two weeks. Um, so then that was good because my wife and kids and everybody was safe. So I kind of got uh, – and I was only like, you know, medium sick. I, I had the cough and the fever and stuff for three or four days. But then after that, I felt okay. I was just really tired for a week. I definitely got more – mild to moderate version right because sure. you're healthy too it didn't impact you like it would impact someone who's not healthy you know yeah yeah exactly yeah it's a wildly different so you know i was i was very fortunate for that so yeah it's kind of built up a little shaded tent um home gym little thing in my backyard i have a bench press and squat rack and some barbells and dumbbells pull-ups trx bands resistance bands i mean it, you can definitely get a full workout so it's that's been going pretty well but definitely have to adapt to the situation because it's it's still going to probably last a while longer, at least here in LA, the numbers are still climbing and everything's still shut. So we've had to get creative here. What about online? Are you training any clients online as well? I do train online, but um, I, I've yet to find uh, a better, one of the things with me, I really love kind of as my book denotes training for your body type, just your type and how I work with people one-on-one. -on -one. I'm a really staunch believer that every everybody has different needs and I don't like the cookie credit yes. program. So I don't, I don't do like the, you know, and, and nothing against people who do that because that's their style, but I don't do like the, Hey, download my six week program for 29.99. I'm kind of a little more high end, high price, but you, you do get me as a, as a personal trainer. So for example, I have a call with somebody today at 5 PM, LA time, which is 10 a.m. in Sydney in Australia. Yes. So he sent he sent me all his photos. He sent me his gym setup, what he's been eating. We're gonna have a one hour consultation, and then I'll write out um, all of his meal plan. I'll write out his workouts, and then we'll check in once a week via Skype. So I do online training, but it's it's basically the same as if you were training with me. The only difference is I'm not pushing you in the gym. I'm leaving the exercise component up to you, but telling you what to do, checking in, reevaluating. Um, if we have to make plans or changes or things, if the numbers aren't changing the way people would want. So um, quick answer, yes, but it's not the typical online training that people are used to these days. It's it's much more involved and personal. So it's fun because that way I actually see real results. I, I have people transforming and, and that's my preference because then I get to actually get to know people rather than just have people downloading something that I'll never know who they are or their story. Now let's talk about your book, Phil. You call it Just Your Type, The Ultimate Guide to Eating and Training Right for Your Body. What was the impetus for writing the book? Absolutely. So the first kind of thought in my mind started very young, actually. As I said, my family was super into working out. And my older brother is six years older than me. But, you know, when I was a late teenager and he was still at home, I was, I was 17 and he was 23. And we just have completely different builds. Um, I'm about two inches taller. And I was just like, I had that long, lean body. And he just had muscles on his <laughs> muscles. And I was just, I was always envious. You know, you know the oh, younger yeah. brother looking oh, up yeah. to the older brother situation. And especially since our, our father had passed away, my brother and I were very close. I was like, oh, I just want to be big like him. But then we would go to the gym. And 
I, I could deadlift more. I was deadlifting 450 pounds when I was 17. I could bench press more and wow. do more pull-ups. And I was just, I was just not understanding. I'm like, Hmm, I seem to be stronger and have more power, but you, you look like you are the Hulk. And I look like, Oh, that guy probably works out. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, as early as 17, about 15 years ago, I started researching into what are called somatotypes and, and body types and, there have been numerous studies and things over the years since the 1960s, really. And a lot of the um, original research has been kind of remodeled and remolded because the, the first guy who came up with it was trying to attach physical body types to psychological traits. Oh, skinny, lanky people are shy and uh, chubby, short people are this. So he was trying to do more of a, uh, a mental mapping. Um, but what, he, what his research ended up leading to is that now um, anthropologists today, even looking back in time, as well as exercise physiologists and kinesiologists, they're saying, hey, wait a minute, like he made some bad conclusions, but there's actually some sound data in terms of bone density, in terms of um, muscle fiber types, and in terms of how much lean body mass and tissue. And so basically I took all that data and mixed it with my own personal and anecdotal years and years of, of 15 years of training people. And finding, okay, some people need more cardio, some people need less, some people need more body weight, some people need more heavy weight, some people need more carbs, some people need less carbs, and really kind of figuring out a system of how to give you a more tailored thing for your body. If if two women are following the Gwyneth Paltrow goof plan, or two guys are doing Arnold Schwarzenegger's super six-week whatever thing, you could do the exact same exercises and eat the exact same things and you'll have totally different results. So if you compare yourself to others and you don't get the same results, you'll always be let down. So I was just tired of seeing clients and friends and family work hard and not see the results they wanted. Um, so I just was like, you know what, I'm going to research this. I'm going to make it real. I'm going to write a book and I'm going to help people. And it's, you know, the reception has been really good. I, I couldn't be happier. I've, I've been kind of touched by how many people, globally have reached out, hey, I've lost 10, 20 pounds. People from countries as small as Kosovo, from Japan, from, you know, different places saying, hey, hey, this makes sense, or I finally got it. So uh, it was, it took a lot of work, but it, it was awesome. Writing that book has been, uh, you know, financially, there's not money in books, but in terms of goal and rewards and helping people, it's, it's been everything I wanted it hmm. to be and more. That's actually a testament to the type of character you are, Phil. That's awesome, man. I applaud you for that. I really, truly do. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, but it's all true and, and much deserved. Now, you've mentioned in your book that there's three body types. Can you um, explain each one? Yeah, so there's three overarching types. The first one, uh, ectomorph, so that's the kind of long, lean structure. And when I say long and lean, it, it doesn't necessarily mean height-dependent. You could be a shorter ectomorph, but it means that you basically have narrow hips, you have long legs, long arms, and there's very little body fat and very little muscle, kind of just like a, a stick figure person, <laughs> yeah. if you will. Um, and these people tend to uh, have more habits of what's called NEAT, N-E-A-T, which is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So these people are active, they're tappers, maybe they're restless. Um, there's no conclusive evidence, but a lot of them have um, anxiety or different things. And, and again, not to say that, that that is a correlation, but basically they have higher metabolisms, so they're burning more calories. Um, and they are in studies also shown to be more um, insulin 
sensitive, so they can handle carbohydrates more. So that was uh, that was basically me as a kid, long lanky, looking at my brother, who was the middle one, who was the mesomorph, which is a thicker upper body, more broad shoulders. Your shoulders stick out past your hips, kind of thick thighs. And just if you were to look at an ectomorph, the first one, you would say the predominantly visible thing is bone. And if you would look at a mesomorph like my brother, even naturally without working out or anything, just the predominant what you see visibly would be muscle. Um, and that was the same with my sisters. They were both kind of healthy, dainty girls until they hit puberty. And then all of a sudden they're just like muscly and, and everything. And, you know, they're grown women and happy and confident today. But in their teenage years, they're like, hey, why do I look like a Russian gymnast? Like, why do I have muscles? I'm, I'm not trying to have these things. <laughs> Um, so of, of course, three, three of my four siblings were all mesomorphs and there was me, the long lanky ectomorph, like guys, I'm eating all the food and I'm just, I'm not, I don't have muscles and shapes like you. Um, so yeah, so that's the mesomorph, the kind of more muscular wide. And then an endomorph is the third one where if you were to look at them, the predominant, uh, characteristic we'll call it would be body fat which isn't to say, oh, that's a fat person, but they would have a layer, but that doesn't mean that they also don't carry significant amounts of muscle. Endomorphs actually succeed the most uh, in a lot of weightlifting and a lot of physical activities, but they are generally more insulin resistant, which means they don't process carbohydrates as well. And they also generally have lower metabolic rates. Uh, they have higher hormone imbalances in terms of sometimes thyroid, sometimes what are called ghrelin and leptin, which are the hormones that say, hey, I need to eat more or hey, I need to eat less. So, you know, the, the exact numbers vary, again, on a personal level. But the whole point of this um, book is basically saying, all right, if you just say work out and eat clean, that's great. That's basically giving you a roadmap saying get from A to point B. And then I was like, all right, well, I can't give you a 100% GPS Google level without, you know, an independent one-on-one -on -one genetic DNA sequence. But how can we narrow that down even more on a mass scale and reach millions of people and say, all right, yeah, you need to exercise. Yes, you need to move and you need to eat better. As general guidance, I fully support that. And eat less calories than you um, are going to need, basically, if you want to lose weight. Those are very simple, overarching terms. But when it gets down to it, how can we make it specific for you? What if you've been working out and eating right for four months, but you haven't seen results? So I try to kind of take those people who've already set up good patterns and help tweak them to actually work better. How would someone know that they're an endomorph or a mesomorph or a ectomorph? How will they know? Does your book um, go into detail? Yeah. So the, the first chapter is kind of a, a fun quiz. There are more uh, specific ways you can actually measure certain body parts, but I, I like to make it a little more fun and accessible. And when you do it this way, it again, it's not going to be like this is a 100% conclusive answer, so to speak, but it's going to give you a very good idea of where you stand. So chapter one is a 10-question quiz in the book. It asks you simple questions like if you take your hand and you put it around the wrist of your other arm, what fingers can you close around your wrist? Can you do your index, your middle, your ring finger, your pinky, like basically it's wrist size. Then um, if you're putting a pair of jeans on, can you barely hold them up over your waist? Do they get stuck on your thighs? Do they get stuck on your butt? Trying to analyze muscle to fat in your legs. Um, would you explain your body as a pair, as an hourglass? You know, so there's 10 questions helping you assess your basic body balance in terms of bone, um, muscle, and fat. 
And then in terms of how you respond to diet and exercise, if you eat carbs, do you feel tired? Do you feel fine? Do you feel energized? So yeah, by the end of those 10 questions, you basically have um, a score that I teach you, you calculate pretty easy. And then you would say, oh, okay, I'm a A, B, or C. I'm ectomorph, mesomorph, or endomorph, or I'm a hybrid, which means I'm between the two, which is a lot of people, because sometimes, for example, like me, I'm an ectomorph. Um, but I've spent 15 years working out, trying to put as much muscle onto my frame as possible. But other people maybe are an ectomorph and then they spend 15 years uh, at an office job, not moving and slowly putting on weight and not exercising. So they might look at themselves and think, oh, I'm an endomorph because they have some soft tissue and they put on some fat. But what I help people realize is look at yourself between 18 and 24, like when you finish puberty and enter adulthood, that's more realistic of what your body should be, and it's helping you get back to that. So you work with your body instead of fight it. Too many people fight it. That's the problem. Wow. So once once the reader is able to identify their body type, do you take do you show them the exercises that they can do to build their muscle or to to achieve their goals? Yeah. So the book is kind of. I also had this fun idea when we were writing it. Um, so I'm, I'm the author, main writer, and then my good friend, Stacy, who is a women's health coach and also a fitness instructor, she's an accomplished fitness writer. So she was the uh, kind of writer, editor, and, and helper of putting that all together. And we said, hey, wouldn't it be fun if we made it like an exercise grown-up version of a choose-your-own-adventure book? So that's kind of what, it, what happens is we do, we do recommend you read the whole book and do everything because then you can help other people and friends and family who have different body types save yourself a hundred pages, you analyze your body type, you figure it out, and then you just go to your chapter. There's entire workouts, what to do, how to do it. There's photos of the exercises, and then there's full meal plans, what the calories look like, what the protein, the fat, um, there's recipes, there's full like Sunday to Monday, I'm sorry, Sunday to Saturday, whole week of what to eat. So we tried to make it really like the one-stop shop, the most comprehensive guide of, oh, this is what to do. And and it's been good. People have, have really received it well. Yeah, well, it sounds like it's really comprehensive, you know? Yeah, we tried to kind of cut out the, the fluff as much as possible and say, all right, here's, here's what to do. Here's how to do it. Throw in, um, I think for each body type I did, some of them have two or three examples, but everyone has at least one example of both a celebrity client and a real person, quote yeah. unquote, <laughs> a non-celebrity person. Um, for each of the body types so that people would be able to Google and say, oh, you know, he trained Van Jones. That means, oh, yeah, I, I see how I look like him. Like a lot of times people will come to me and they'll have these unrealistic expectations. Hey, I, I want to look like this person. I'll be like, well, you're five foot four and that person's six foot one. That's not going to happen. <laughs> or, hey, I want to look like this person. I'll be like, OK, well, they've been doing this for 14 years. Can we get you there? Sure. But don't don't be disappointed if you don't look like that in six months. Like let's set realistic goals. So um, it, it helps when people have a frame of reference. And so, you know, as I said, when, when you are working out and you're comparing yourself to other people who are not in your body type, it, it kind of ruins your confidence because you're doing all of the things and you're like, why, why is this not working? But if you have a body type role model, we call it in the book, somebody who's like, Oh, I'm a mesomorph and this is a mesomorph man or woman, or I'm an ectomorph. Oh, okay. You know, you kind of get an idea of what, what you could look like if you were doing things um, on a more realistic scale. Yeah. And then that helps, 
helps readjust people's expectations. Like, oh yeah, like I was wondering, I was doing this CrossFit thing forever and I was eating this and I hadn't had carbs in two years. And I'd be like, oh, well actually you were under eating calories and you were doing the wrong things and you're doing too much cardio. Like I did, I had one Instagram girl message me and she was in phenomenal shape, but she would send me her workout and her diet. And then she sent me what her goal was. And I was like, look, I'm going to ask you to trust me, but I'm like, you need to be eating more and dropping your workouts from seven days a week to four days a week. And she's like, what? Like, this seems so counterintuitive. Anyways, long story short, three years, she's been my online client. She's got really? all her goals. She's like, this is crazy. Like, I'm, I'm exercising less and eating more. And, uh, you know, she's happy. She's like, I never thought it worked like this. And just, she was doing the wrong things for her body type. She was, she was going too hard. Really? So. It's it's helping people understand where they're this at. This is amazing to me though, because you make it sound so predictable. You know what I mean? If if you follow yeah. this, yeah, I mean it yeah. just makes a lot of sense. How has the book mm-hmm. been doing uh, nationally? Um, nationally, so we just hit the one year mark um, on May twenty fourth. Actually, so a little over a year now. Um, the pre sales and the first six months were really really big, as as most books are, and then it kind of had that low for a few months. Um, and then with, with Corona and the quarantine and the one year anniversary coming around, it kind of really picked up again because so many people who had bought it, uh, with good intentions actually just never read it. And so the amount, the amount of messages I've been getting now, like, Oh my gosh, I'm stuck at home. And, you know, I pretty much gave up for all of March because 2020 sucks quarantine. (laughs) But they're like, then I realized, Oh man, like the gyms are going to be closed for a while and I'm not going outside much. Like I need to work out. So uh, it's kind of had a, a second little resurgence now, which is nice and uh, more, you know, press picking up things like, you know, this podcast with you and other people reaching out. Yeah. So um, the, the, the idea when we wrote this book is that this is, this is science and these are personal stories and these are evidence-based anecdotes and these are, these are real things that aren't, um, they're not fads, you know, like I explain how ketogenic, diets work and vegan intermittent fasting. I go over all the hype diets um, in my book as well and, and why they're good and why they're bad and how they work for some people. And, and then I basically conclude by saying, but this book is not that you could do it today or you could pick it up in 10 years or 20 years. Like this is a book that's always going to be relevant. And we, and we didn't want to sell something that has an expiration date. So our hope is that it just, you know, keeps growing and growing each and every year. Well, it sounds to me like it will, and I'm definitely going to do my part to let my listeners know more about it because it makes a lot of sense. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that's, you know, that's what it is at the end of the day. I wanted to empower people to basically be their own personal trainer, nutritionist. I, I have the good fortune of being able to work with people who have the means and money to, you know, pay me a fair rate and provide for my wife and three going on four kids and, and have a good life. But, Beautiful. you know, the whole, yeah, I'm a busy man. But the whole reason I, I got into this and I'm still in it is because I've, you know, I almost lost my own life to cancer and I've seen it affect people around me and I've had friends pass away and I have friends currently dealing with diabetes and so many things. And just, you know, I want to, I want to help as many people take charge of their health and fitness. And if we take away, you know, the one to two to 3000 bucks a month, some people are paying on crazy training and nutrition or whatever. And they say, Hey, my book's 12 bucks. And as long as you're willing to do the work, I'll teach you everything you need to know. Huh. Well, you know, what could be better than that? And 
um, people who reach out on Instagram, I'll, I'll answer questions. I'll be there, you know, within reason. Right. Some people have two or three questions, happy to help. Other people have been going on six months of, I'm like, okay, I can't train you for free for an hour, like once a week. I do have a life and a family and a job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I, I definitely do give. I will try to help where possible. Oh, most definitely. Now, where can my listeners purchase a copy of your book? So I would say the easiest, of course, just your type is on Amazon. But if you do want to support your bookstores, um, it is at Barnes and Nobles. Some independent ones, um, it just it depends. I don't know how how the orders work or where where it's at and not. But you can find it most places. Um, I think Target and Walmart have it. Um, if not in store, at least online. But pretty much, if you just Google my name, Phil Catchell, or just your type, you'll find uh, more than a few options. Oh, most definitely. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to purchase a few copies and do some giveaways. Oh, that'd be yeah, great. Yeah, get the word out because what you're, what you're talking about makes a lot of sense. And as myself in the, in the fitness world, it makes good science as well. It's good science. So I think more people will benefit from the book. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's the goal, just to you know, help, help as many people as possible. Oh, definitely. Just Your Type, The Ultimate Guide to Eating and Training Right for Your Body. This, is a, this has been a great interview, Phil. I appreciate you very much. I appreciate you as well. Thank you so much for having me on and, and being able to chat about something that hopefully now more than ever people are uh, taking their health seriously, you know? Oh, we have to. Unbelievable. I, yeah, I, that's another podcast for another hour. And I can't go into that, but right now, but <laughs> you're true. so right, man. We need to take care of our health, and that's why so many people have gotten sick because we're not living a healthier lifestyle. Would you agree? Yeah, I would. I, I mean, the more the more our defenses and body are prepared, yeah, it guarantees nothing, but it certainly gives us the best chance of either totally avoiding and or fighting off anything that comes our way. Definitely. So with that being said, Phil Catadal, on behalf of Bodyscope of New York, that's my nonprofit organization, and Six Weeks to Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show. Well, thank you so much. I hope uh, we get to do this again in the future. I would love to have you on again, Phil. And to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring, and that you will continue tuning in to my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them on my Six Weeks of Fitness blog at www.sixweeksoffitness.com or email me at vince at sixweeks.com. Take care. Bye-bye.